So not every Sunday, it probably should be every Sunday, but this Sunday in particular, I went on a three mile walk round trip, which is very nice. I buy a Starbucks at the end of the destination, or when I reach the destination, more importantly, and then I walk back and it's always a very good opportunity for the old dying brain to get some uh, oxygen inflated blood cells rushing to it and ponder what I'm going to record in podcasts this week, because I tend to actually record podcasts this week. Oh, welcome to the Long Funk podcast, by the way. So anyway, this week, one of the topics that has been circulating in my mind, in fact, this has been circulating in my mind for a few weeks, is how the algorithms associated with things like YouTube have failed me. I reflect because it's another year, it's the end of the year, it's the kind of point where one tends to reflect about what things were where I was a year ago, and I remember very fondly where I was a year ago or the year before that, because I reflect on thinking about being a narrowboater in England. Life couldn't be further away from a narrowboater now, currently. So I don't know, I mean, that fantasy just isn't even part of my general remit anymore. I'm just kind of buckling down and just assuming where I am, associated being in Las Vegas, Nevada, for at least the next three years, thank you very much, with no reasonable opportunity to move from said haunts, and just trying to make the most of the situation. It's a very curious thing coming to a point in one's life and just reflecting and thinking, I haven't actually done anything really of positive note in the past year, but I've survived. And that seems to be where my mindset is. The difficulty I find more than anything is that the algorithms which market me stuff, be it on YouTube or wherever else algorithms market me stuff, or just perspectives, actually. I mean, this was the beauty associated with watching narrowboating videos through the COVID period before actually developing COVID and getting over it and moving on with my life. Thank you very much. The idea of going back to England and being on a narrowboat and exploring England through a narrowboat was just such a wonderful way of escaping from the present day and now no longer really part of my general makeup. So I reflect on what I do see on YouTube currently, which is always very curious. I've talked historically, if people will remember my Stone Out podcast, of being classified as a single Muslim. And periodically YouTube does feel that I'm a Muslim, and it's always very interesting when these things come up, because they're certainly very definitive. But just the quality of political narrative that I'm marketed on YouTube, and it's interesting actually because I talk to my father periodically about exactly the same thing, that once you don't fit in with the algorithm, the algorithm kind of goes a little crazy, and you start getting marketed a wide variety of curious stuff, which really isn't me. And I found this actually, a fellow in the UK has... Uh, turned some die-cast cars into RC cars for Model Rail Radio, and he had COVID for a period of time, and he was very concerned about his mental state and health through COVID, and he accidentally sent me a video, which has also entered into my algorithm space, so I'm now occasionally marketed YouTube videos associated with COVID. And things like Russell Brand, who was nominally the employer of my friend John Rogers at some period of time, and even John Rogers, I'm not really into his videos that much anymore. In fact, I lowered my Patreon from 60 to 20 US dollars just because I can't really watch his videos currently. It all seems too curious to me that there are other parts of the world that seem to be getting on. Thank you very much, unlike Las Vegas's. So what do these algorithms offer me? They offer me a sense of complete and utter isolation and just a sense that what is important to me is no longer important to the algorithm anymore. I mean, they even realistically don't particularly well market me old hammer related content which i would be wanting to see and if you listen to my rules a bit you know what i'm talking about so how does one live one's life well i'm reflecting very heavily this week actually because i've released everything that i've been working on open out there just available for people if you go to noble 
the previous place location for my simulation development, you will see a play of a university talk in 2012, which was one of the writings that I was looking on. If you go to justplainchaos.com, you see both a novel and a game available for you to download. This is a pen and paper role-playing game, ladies and gentlemen. You can download both the novella and the pen and paper role-playing game at justplainchaos.com. That place again where you spend absolutely no money in order to get a variety of intellectual property, justplainchaos.com. So I do wonder about whether I've invested all this time just to put stuff out there with the vain hope that someone might see it, might be interested in it, but this is just the nature of my life currently. I had to find a cheap and easy way to get information out. I do reflect if I do write again, what will I write on? Well, the nihilism, more than just nihilism, the complete, just bizarre nature of contemporary life captures me quite strongly and maybe should capture me in some writing very similar to what you will find on JustPlainChaos.com, the novella thereof, or maybe even post that concept. But it does leave me wondering what I've actually done in the past year in some really profound way. This writing is now just freely available once again. The search algorithms are useless. Absolutely useless. <laughs> so I do wonder actually what I've done in just putting this writing available. And the idea of putting it out in a physical thing that one can hold in one's hands and, you know, give to people as stocking stuffers for Christmas and these kind of things was the way it was going to be previously. But that really just doesn't bring me any perspective of enjoyment. But if I'm to write again, if I'm to write to something nihilistic associated with the contemporary nature of just being, the existential nature of being with algorithms that don't quite understand you and market you very, very curious content indeed, I start to realise, actually, that the whole nature of being independent politically is completely lost on these algorithms. So they want to force you into either a, a far-right dogma or a conspiracist theory associated with viruses' dogma or all these kind of dogmas which just seem totally and utterly bizarre. What I'd really like to see is people with old hammer armies and just generally a sense that there is a community, maybe even a community in Las Vegas, as I breathe in and breathe out and... Doubt solemnly that such a community exists close by me. Anyway, so that is my musing. The nature of the algorithms being potentially wrong. Oh, I want to talk about one thing. I watched something on Netflix, speaking of algorithms, uh, about stalking. And I reflected on the fact not only had I been stalked, but also I was once accused of being a stalker, which was very curious when I was at university. I think I've recorded in Stonehope about this at some stage. But anyway... The woman concerned was married and would call me in the evening, and I said to her one time, it's just stupid for you to be calling me in the evening, you're a married woman, thank you very much. Only Tom would do this kind of thing. You know, there's no note. <laughs> the whole thing seems kind of curious to me now. But of course, she then went on to tell my friends that I was stalking her, which was exactly the opposite of what was happening. She was actually pursuing me, and I wasn't interested. Anyway, that's just the nature of these things when they happen. So what happened to Tom? I just had nothing more to do with my friends, which was a very easy thing to do. And then in about three to six months' time, one of my oldest friends came back to Canberra, Australia and was told by someone that this thing had happened and he actually actively protected me. In fact, it's one of the greatest displays of friendship I've ever seen that this fellow told the person who was telling him that this was the most lunatic thing he'd ever heard and that there was no way that I was a stalker and all this kind of stuff just... Just because I was a quietly spoken, I guess, a somewhat eccentric man who liked to pursue simulation of monkeys, that everyone was like, oh yeah, yes, of course, he's got all the stalking traits. Well, no. Thankfully, I had no interest in being a stalker, and I moved very swiftly from that 
circumstance or just by avoiding the person and all the person's lackeys and all the people that would truly believe something like that would be the case. Anyway, seeing this on Netflix, I realized that there weren't people smart as I was in these circumstances. And the whole nature of stalking is just, ugh, just horrible. My experience with a stalker was very, very flattening and leveling. And it's interesting, actually, because the documentary commented that it was two points of unwanted contact, which is exactly what I experienced before the fellow concerned drank some methylated spirits and went blind, which is just the nature of most of my fables. <laughs> fables being stories, yeah. Anyway, Tom Bartley in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.